0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy.
1: Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which can only mean we're ta- talking the National Football League. What is going on, Sex Panther?
2: Football. I, I've i got my baseball plays ready to
1: go. Nobody this wants like... your baseball plays. <laughs> uh, two and two
2: yesterday. Phillies kind of saved my day. It could have been an absolute disaster. But we are talking football, and we're also talking... I, listen... We, pre-show we, we, we dick around we're talking gamer terms i haven't i haven't been a gamer probably since my sega genesis man i don't even know what this shit is because back then we didn't talk to anybody you just stick your cartridge in and play um but somebody knows a thing or two about gamer words
3: fighting phil's in the house yeah i, I had some for uh the memphis tigers last night man they, <laughs> they broke my heart it took me back to when Arch and I were were gambling on Ukrainian CS:GO in the summertime, ah, uh, just I'm trying to just trying to keep it together for you fellas today.
1: That meltdown was so bad it made me a Putin fan. I'm just saying against Ukraine.
3: <laughs> and we've enjoyed our time here on the air, but the FCC <laughs> has just sent us a message.
1: Oh boy! So we're not here to talk about gamer words, Ukraine, or international politics. We are here to talk about the National Football League. Panther, you had a good week last week.
3: Don't be bashful. <laughs> Am I No, You know who didn't. Yeah. me. You didn't. Uh, me. It's me. I hit
2: the mute button. Uh, I went three and two on Sunday. One and zero oh on, on uh, that Thursday game. But then, what, what was shaping up like a really good week? Fucking Monday night
1: football. <laughs> Ugh, God damn it. But uh, it was still winning week. What four and three? So no. I'll take that. Yeah, Phil and I did not have a great week, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, because I, I remember during the show, we were on a lot of opposite sides, and um, one of us was going to be able to take a victory lap today, and it's definitely not me. I didn't take the biggest victory lap
1: on Sunday either. I had a eh, okay okay week. I did get Monday Night Football right, thanks to Phil's Indianapolis Colts juggernauts coming in big.
3: They're the best team to ever walk the planet. <laughs> now, Matt, Matt Ryan has 11 fumbles so far this year. Wow, Devin, was he yeah. at a Daniel Jones clinic? Nobody's forgotten how to play football. I think, I, I mean, you know, the whole point, and I'm, I'm sure why it was such an attractive offer was, you know, the, the better offensive line than what he had in Atlanta, uh, an incredible running game and some weapons on the outside. And none of that has come to fruition. The line stinks. Jonathan Taylor was out and who's he throwing the ball to besides Michael Pittman? I mean, this is a disaster in Indianapolis.
1: Um, when you oh, put dude. pressure on Matt Ryan, it's over. Like he, he just—he's not getting out of it. It seems like if, if if somebody gets through, he's dead. He makes Dan Marino look like Usain Bolt. Like, he's like
3: thirty-six
2: years old or something like that. He—he's he, pretty old.
3: Yeah, I mean he's as, he's about as, as fast as an iceberg nowadays. <laughs> instead of Matty Ice, <laughs> so. But hey, did did anybody see what Jim Irsay posted after the win on Twitter?
1: Uh, no. Oh. What what did, what did our favorite drug addict post on Twitter?
3: Uh, He said that win was as beautiful as some old timey actress. I can't remember who it was. Um, And it was just a picture of her in a like a like a pharaoh's uniform. It was the oddest post. And you just have to think like a billionaire's post in this.
1: Was he making fun of like uh, that football was an old style football, you think?
3: The man's brain should not be uh, studied or, or tried to be understood. I, I had no idea. I, I kind of want to
2: study his
1: brain.
3: <laughs> I
2: mean, it's mush. The guy is constantly drunk. Instead of having coffee in the morning, Greg wakes up and has a few brewskis.
1: Oh, well, maybe he downs a few pills, too. I think we, I think we know that.
3: Could be that. Yeah, hard. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's got a very busy uh, table on the side of his bed. <laughs> <laughs> see? He, see? He's awesome. Like He's our hero, right? You're, i I've, i look up to this man now i, I just realized
1: <laughs> all right enough of that bullshit let's get to work boys what are we looking at oh i should share my screen so you can see it but what are we looking at panther where are we starting uh, we're gonna start up there me
2: soda Bears are coming to town. Take on our favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. You know, Minnesota. This the schedule makers just always always leave me scratching my head. Uh, fifth game of the season, the fourth home game already for Minnesota. They won back to back against Detroit and New Orleans. Um, the Bears, conversely. This is their third road game, and they do not do very good on the road. They lost at Green Bay, only scoring 10 points. They lost at the Giants, only scoring 12 points. This Bears team is last in the league in points per game and second to last in yards per game. And and I know everybody's going to point the finger at Justin Fields and, and his inefficiency, which he is incredibly inefficient, but... This Bears front office is not doing any quarterback that's been there maybe since Jimmy Mack. I mean, they have no weapons. David Montgomery's been injured most of the season. Um, you, know, you know, the, uh, the fill-in there, Khalil, has, has done a really good job. Khalil Herbert has done a good job for filling in for Montgomery. But it's too easy for teams to key on that run game because – Justin Fields in that pass game is just so absolute dreadful. I mean, think about this: 117 yards per game. There's some quarterbacks that do that in a quarter. This is what they're doing in a game. That just that just spells too much on on a Bears defense that isn't as good as that they've ever been. Um, it's not the the monsters of the midway, if you will. Uh, So I think it just opens up the door for Minnesota and Cousins to really do what they want. They've got elite wide receivers, one of the top five running backs, um, who really kind of needs to find his way since Minnesota's only averaging 98 yards per game. But I think Minnesota at home should be able to take care of business against a very, very bad Bears team. I hate that hook, but unless Arch can find me one without it, I guess I'm laying seven and a half on the Vikings.
3: Could not agree more. I'm, I'm on the Vikings as well. Um, or maybe it's just that I don't want to be on the other side of you, Panther, you know, for for this week. But I like the Vikings here. Um, the The Bears offensive line is really, really banged up. Um, so I just think that the Vikings will be able to get enough pressure on field to disrupt what is already a terrible passing game. Um, the Bears do run the ball a little bit, but I, I think it's just because I can't do anything else. So maybe those those yardage figures are a, a bit skewed, but. I like the Vikings here and I like their wideouts to have their way. So uh, give me the Vikes minus seven and a half, but I'm also going to be taking some Justin Fields rushing yards overs.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. You think, you think he, oh, he's not going to have a big day passing. You think he's going to have a big day rushing?
3: Well, I think he's going to have to run for his life. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on there and it, you know, quarterback rushing yard. Um, is different than college because sacks don't count against you. So right. right. I, think, I think fields will get loose once or twice and cover that number.
1: Oh, very good. Uh, phew, seven and a half. It's a lot of points. Here's the thought process in my mind. The Vikings have won two in a row. That has to be like their, their – with Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, that's got to be their, like their high watermark, winning two in a row. They're the streakiest team in the NFL. It's, it's win two, lose two, win two, lose two. It's, that's what it seems like with the Minnesota Vikings all the time. No matter who the head coach is, I'm now seeing an eight. Give me the Chicago Bears. Plus seven and a half. If you can get it, take it plus eight. Fifty bucks. Let's go, Bears. Oh, sick to my
2: stomach. Because I just hate it when Arch disagrees with me. He's 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 kind of a sharp. Next game up. Let's take a look at the Seattle Seahawks going to Nollins. Orleans on a three-game losing streak and now they're gonna go to their backup quarterback Andy Dalton's gonna start this could be good all around for Alvin Kamara who's really struggled to come out of the gate early part of the season Um, hasn't been rushing the ball all that effectively but against a Seattle Seahawks defense that is honestly one of the worst give up 438 yards total 154 on the ground Um, the, the Saints Might be able to get that running game going and get Kamara going, but I just don't know if I have any confidence in Andy Dalton. Geno Smith is completing 73% of his passes. Um, Got two of the best wide receiver tandem in in the game in uh, uh, Metcalf and Lockett. Um, But My problem with the Seahawks is their running game. The rushing yards are there, but I think that's maybe because Geno... pads those a little bit when, when he scrambles. But the, the, the problem here for me is the five points. I mean, maybe New Orleans wins. They've been in a bunch of their games, but they also could viably be sitting at 0-4. and 4. They're 0-2 at home. The five points just feels like way too many. I'm taking Seattle plus those five points on the road.
3: Yeah, I, I lean with you. Um, the Seattle offense has kind of been... Kind of been fun to watch, you know, uh, Pete Carroll's taking the chains off Geno Smith. And I think that's because, you know, and I I heard this on the radio, but that they Seattle is so bad offensively that they don't try and just, you know, sit on the ball and, and you know, run it and milk the clock. But they embrace the um, variance. So they'll they'll just go fast and whatever happens, happens. So I like it, man. Uh, an old man, Pete Carroll. Letting Geno Smith sling it, so I like Seattle here for sure. I'm I'm leaning with you.
1: Uh, was he protecting Russell? Was Seattle's coaching staff protecting Russell? Uh, it looks like Geno's
3: got a little bit more freedom. I mean, looking back, doesn't it kind of look like they turned Russell um, into a like a game manager? You've got to wonder in now, hindsight. Yeah, now, yeah, the, being in
1: Denver, the way he looks in Denver, the questions are now really coming to mind. Oh, oh, it's so funny. I agree with you, Panther. I'm leaning Seattle pretty hard to that five. I see a five and a half floating out there. If I could get five and a half, I would be on it both feet.
3: Oh, I'd, I'd like that even better. Is it because it's such a common number? Five and a half? Oh, yeah. Every game ends <laughs> at five and a half, right?
2: <laughs> in, this, in this year's NFL, probably. All right. Next game up for me. We're going to take up the Atlanta Falcons going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is just in the news in so many different ways. Most of that centers around Tom Brady and the pending divorce with his supermodel wife. Uh, I, I think there's just no way that something that big and that public isn't going uh, around in his brain and maybe causing some some um, distraction there for for Tom Brady. But you look at the Bucks over their last four games, but they've lost their last two, and that Kansas City game. I'm almost going to dismiss because they, they were just game scripted right out of that thing, right out of the gate. They fumbled the opening kickoff and Kansas city scored very fast and then just proceeded to pour it on before you knew it was 21 to three. And what's been a suspect run game anyway, for Tampa Bay, um, they weren't able to run at all. Six rushing attempts the entire game. They've got to get Leonard Fournette going. This Tampa Bay offense is only getting 65 yards per game. Granted, that's skewed a little bit because of last week's um, shit show. But you know, they only scored 12 points against Green Bay, 20 against New Orleans, and 19 against Dallas. This offense isn't who that we've seen over the past two years with Tom Brady. And I honestly don't have that much confidence in this offense here again. Atlanta, I think they've been the beneficiaries of some lucky bounces. I think if we were to talk luck factor, Atlanta's been one of the luckier teams. But they've been in every game they've played. Close loss to New Orleans. Close loss to the Rams. Close win to Seattle. Close win against Cleveland. All I hear is close. Ten points just seems like way, way too many. I think Tampa Bay wins here. But 10 points, Atlanta should be able to cover that. So uh, give me the Falcons plus those 10.
3: I, I agree again. I'm, I'm, 10 is way too many in this game. Now, I know Kyle Pitts is out. I know Cordell Patterson is out. Um, but, you know, Marcus Mariota has just been so plucky and fun to watch. And this Atlanta team die. Um, Tom Brady and the, the Tampa Bay offense is like the least frightening version of Tampa Bay since Tom Brady's been there. So um, although the Bucs win, Atlanta covers. I like the 10. Mm. It's a a tough one here.
1: I I, I don't know if the divorce is going to affect Tom Brady like everyone kind of thinks it is. Okay, now I'm struggling to remember, wasn't there a story posted in the book club that Atlanta's the only undefeated team against the spread? It was something. They're
3: cruising. ATS, yes, sir.
1: Yeah, so there was something like that. So they float that story. And Tampa Bay's a big number. It looks like everyone probably wants to jump on Atlanta. I'm going to lean Tampa Bay minus the ten. Just to lean though, I, 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 it might be a play tomorrow in the in, in, in the uh, in uh, the book club. But for right now, I'm leaning Tampa Bay.
3: And we, we have something important to talk about. So does, does Giselle, or Giselle? Does she pay Tom alimony after this divorce? I don't know. She's the bigger earner, right? Because he was not correct. I'm, yeah. Well, probably, well, I don't know. It's not like either one of them are hurting for money. <laughs> take uh, really take no her to the cleaners, group, Tom. All. Take her for everything <laughs> she's got. Yeah, at least get some child support. They, they have some kids. Mm-hmm. Lots of them running around. Right. Uh, you're, married to the, you're married to the goat. You're going to divorce him? What the hell? <laughs> all
2: right. Next game up, Dallas at the Rams. This one, I mean, it's like the Riddler. It's just got so many questions around it. Dallas has won three in a row, but I'm not giving them much love for for the last two. I mean, they beat the Giants, and they beat Washington, two teams that I don't think are very good. Uh, You take a look at the Rams. I mean, this is a team that you can't – me personally, I don't have any confidence in this team at all. And what we saw against the 49ers, uh, relatively stout defense – to me it does not bode well against a Cowboys team, dare I say, have a pretty damn good defense. The Rams cannot find any gaps on their offensive line to run the ball they're only getting 68 and a half yards per game and unlike Tampa Bay that's not skewed by one game that's pretty much their season they can't get anything going with Cam Akers or Darrell Henderson puts a lot of pressure on Stafford who doesn't have time to throw because the offensive line is so shit and can't get the ball down the field because Cooper Cup's an underneath guy and nobody else can get deep I think this Rams team is going to have to find some offensive line help maybe hope to re-sign Odell whenever he's cleared to come back. Uh, some other teams out there floating around that might sign Odell Beckham. But for Dallas, I mean, is this the last game for Cooper Rush? You know, they're they're talking about how Dak is ready to come back. He's not coming back for this game. Uh, you like the way the defense is played. They haven't been near as explosive as we've seen with a Dak Prescott team. But with the way the defense is playing and the way the Rams' offense is playing <laughs> – just have to take the five and a half points I mean maybe it's it's a field goal game could go either way, maybe a coin flip, but I think Dallas definitely can win this game and if and if they lose, I think they keep it within the five and a half so give me the Cowboys plus those points for fifty bucks
3: I like the other side here uh, i'm on I'm on the Rams um I don't think that the Dallas defense is as good as we're we're imagining I mean they, they their last their last game was against what Washington, I think it was, and oh, yeah. the Giants. Yeah, so I mean, anybody's uh, defensive numbers will get inflated whoa, playing whoa, against whoa. those two offenses. Washington
1: has uh, got the MVP according to Out no, no, no. oh, of Bounds.
3: I don't know according according to half of Out of Bounds, half of Out of Bounds. And and I'm sure Kyle is asleep somewhere, so you know I don't have to worry about any repercussions here. But I I just I like the Rams to cover this number. Uh, the jig might be up for Cooper Rush, and I, I think the Rams are going to be pretty. Um, motivated after that that very public loss to the niners mm. uh split decision with you two and i can't i can't decide it i'm leaning
1: dallas here I, i'm not quite gonna bet them uh, i have a little concerns i I, I keep waiting waiting for the rams to kind of wake up and be the rams i don't know if it's coming i don't know if it's coming uh maybe this is who the rams are it's gonna be a tough season for them if that's the case
2: I tend to think the same. I think they just lost too much in the offseason with, with Whitlock and Odell. and um, just, This is not the same team we saw last year win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Last game up for me is the game of the week. Cincinnati hitting the road going to Baltimore. Last year, Cincinnati owned Baltimore, beat them twice, and not just beat I mean, they they beat them. They beat them soundly a couple of times. Bengals came out of the gate kind of slow, tripped up against Pittsburgh, tripped up against Dallas. Two games they probably should have won, could have won, but they, self-inflicted wounds kind of uh, caused those losses. They've looked much, much better against the Jets and that Thursday night game against the Dolphins. So they've had 10 days to prepare for this game. It's a Sunday night game, and a Baltimore Ravens team that has, it's not even arguable, one of the worst defenses in the league, although somehow they showed up against Buffalo. I can't figure that out. But uh, Cincinnati, I mean, they have had their way with Baltimore. I think this is a close game. I think this is a really, really good game. Lamar is putting up MVP numbers. Love Lamar Jackson. I love what Baltimore is doing. And maybe Baltimore wins here, but I think the three-and-a-half – is where I'm at. That Cincinnati keeps this within a field goal. I think it's going to come down to the end of the game, and uh, two of the best kickers in the league might decide this game. But I get three plus a hook. I'm on the fighting Bengals for 50 bucks.
3: This one is so tough. You're right. This is the game of the week. Um, I lean the Ravens here. Uh, coming off of a you know just another bad loss, uh, I, I think that they. They will just ride Lamar Jackson uh, and, and win this game in a revenge spot. Um, the Ravens have been pretty good at, at home underneath uh, Lamar, and he's just been way, way better than Burrow this year. Their QBRs, I think, are 30 points apart. So uh, I, I think Lamar will get it done, and uh, the Ravens will cover the three and a half. Mm. This is a tough game. Tough, tough game.
1: I do <laughs> I know what it's telling me to do, and I don't want to do it because I'm not a fan of this team, but God damn it. Cincinnati plus three and a half sure seems like the play to me. So Panther, I'm going to jump on it with you. I'm going to put 50 bucks on the Cincinnati bungles. Finally, Arch agrees with me on a game. First, first, first time I think I bet Cincinnati all year, too. Oh, well, I, I stood my ground. I'm a believer in the team. I think, though. Oh, they they're suck. Right, they suck. So. They're, they're falling apart. Oh, you're God it. You're You're a hater. I'm done. Those are my plays. All right. Let's let's uh, let's take a little breather here. I don't even know if we needed to talk about anything. I just want a spot to put in a commercial break. So if advertisers think you're worth a shit, your age, your location, you're going to hear a commercial break right after this.
0: Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, D.J's Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. And we're back. Phil, did you
3: did you want to lay out some bets, or did you want me to go? I'm gonna save a few for out of bounds tonight. So you you go ahead. Okay,
1: okay. So let's see here. Where am I going? Uh, one sec. wasn't ready.
3: Ah, yes. Uh, Here
1: we go. We're going to the top of the board. It looks like let's scroll up here. Oh, not quite top. Just saw it. There we go. The Houston Texans are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a 7-point spread, Houston plus 7, Jacksonville minus 7. It opened up minus 3 for Jacksonville and then it shot up to 7. I think it shot up too much. I think it I think it went too far. I think they over oversteered. I like Houston to keep this one close. I know there's some there's some love for Jacksonville on our show. I don't share it, but I have no 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 love of Houston either, but I do think this is going to end up being a close game. Fifty bucks on the Houston Texans plus seven. Anyone can go. Anyone can talk. Yeah, I mean Panther must it's just be so dammit, speechless.
2: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, that fucking mute button. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the Jacksonville love with with Max and I is is it sounds greater than it really is. I I think that game against Philadelphia. Um, Max thinks it was close. I don't think it was close. They they backdoored that that last touchdown to make it look like an eight-point game. But Philadelphia kind of had their way with them there after that 14-point um, coming out of the gate there with that big pick six. I do like Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville wins the game. But, you know, to your point, Houston is playing pretty good ball. Now, their defense leaves a lot to be desired. And they're giving up 172 yards on the ground, um, that, that really opens up the door for that thunder and lightning of James Robinson and Travis Ntn. Uh, that that could be the thing that really tilts this the Jaguars' way, able to get ball control, milk the clock, and keep Houston off the field. Not like we're really scared of Davis Mills or anything. Um, I could see where Jacksonville wins this by seven or more, but I could also see where Houston... You know, loses this game by three, or got actually even wins this game. It's, I agree with Arch. I think it's a little closer than people maybe think. Um, so I'm leaning Jacksonville, but that's seven points. That's just too many. So uh, I'm just
3: going to lean the Jags. I lean the the uh, the Texans here. I think it's. Ooh. I think it's too many points. I like it um, when you lean against me. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not playing it. Yeah, I might not get to the window, but um, I just think seven is a lot. Houston's been playing close games. They've been finding very creative ways to lose. Um, but, you know, they're two and one against the number. So I like the Texans. All right. Oh, it's moving in my
1: direction, too. Next up, Miami Dolphins playing the New York Jets, a, a, a game that almost triggered Kyle's uh, algorithm, but not quite. Not quite since it was a first half injury. Right. Isn't that the case? Right, yes. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to make of Miami with a backup quarterback, but them on the road minus three and a half seems like too many. So we are going the New York Jets plus three and a half here for fifty bucks.
2: Yeah, I was tempted. I I, I think there's going to be a little bit of an overreaction. Bridgewater is a very capable quarterback. I don't think they have to alter the the game plan or change what they've done, much like the Bengals, they actually had extra time to prepare for this. They've known for a while that Taglivoa was not gonna play in this game. Um they're the only other road game was at Baltimore, a game that they Really should have lost somehow. Baltimore's defense just found incredible ways to shit the bed in that game, uh, so they they found ways to fall behind. Their defense isn't that great, honestly. They're giving up three hundred ten yards in the air, uh, so I I would like the Jets. God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I like the Jets better with Joe Flacco. But it it looks like it's going to be Zach Wilson again. Zach Wilson's second
1: half performance was pretty different than the first half. He looked pretty good.
2: And maybe with a little extra week of practice, maybe he's got the... And here's the thing. Or the, the Jets this year are markedly, not even close, so much better than they were last year. They've got some offensive weapons. They've got some uh, an offensive line. Their defense is playing decent enough. So I'm with you, Arch. I, I like that three and a half. I just wasn't confident enough to bet it, but a very, very heavy lean on the Jets.
3: I am on the... Um The Dolphins here, Mm. I think that Teddy with an additional week of practice, knowing he's going to be the starter, he could prepare and uh, game plan with these awesome wide outs that he has. I think that they can get it done. Um, I know Zach Wilson did look better in the second half, like he said, uh, but I still, I still like the Jets better with Joe Flacco. So uh, give me the Dolphins until the Jets prove it.
1: I, I, I like betting on games with backup quarterbacks, no matter when they, you know, no matter when they came in the previous week. Right. If the line is kind of an overreaction, but it's getting, you know, it's getting worse for the Dolphins. If it had opened at two and a half and went down to minus one or or pick them, then I would be riding Dolphins hard with you, I think.
3: Yeah, I I just don't think there was room for an overreaction since it's been, you know, 10 days or whatever since the Dolphins have played. And we've all known Teddy was going to start since the the second half of that Bengals game, I, I think. Gotcha.
1: All right, last game for me is going to make me a very unpopular person around the book club. The Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Arizona Cardinals. I had one week. I had one week where I didn't bet the fucking uh, Arizona Cardinals, and we're back. Five and a half, even against this mighty, mighty Philadelphia Eagles team, seems like too many points. I'm taking the Cardinals plus five and a half for 50 bucks.
2: Kind of have the same feeling. Um, you, you look at the Cardinals, particularly at home, they got absolutely destroyed week one against kansas city they shit the bed against a average i mean average might be a compliment rams team um and, and they just haven't looked right there's too much pressure on kyler murray to maybe create plays scramble do things with his legs um the, the the defense is giving up big plays in the air the rush the defense is pretty good this eagles offense I mean, what is there really to slay? There's there's so many adjectives that we can put out there for these Eagles, and part of it is maybe, just maybe, I'm not really siding with Arch here, that schedule's not been all that daunting. Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, and Jacksonville, eh, let's challenge them a little bit. This might be a little bit more challenging. I think the Eagles still walk away with the win and remain the only undefeated team, but the five points – I'm telling you there's something about this Cardinals team. they always seem to find a way to be a thorn in team side, and they only need to stay what one and one over the next two games just just middle of their way through these first six games. DeAndre Hopkins comes back week seven and they could be they could be a thorn so uh I lean on Arizona just because of those five points.
3: I like the birds here and the Eagles, uh, the the birds of Philadelphia, I should say. There's a lot of birds in this this game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just I'm not going to bet on the Cardinals until Hopkins is back, and he just completely changes the complexion of that team and what they can do. Um, I think the the corners of Bradbury and Slay will lock down whatever's left on that that Cardinals receiving core, and the Eagles are certainly not going to let Zach Ertz beat them. So I I think that the birds have enough here. Jalen Hurts is playing like an MVP. Um, he leads the league in yards per attempt. He can do it on the ground. I like the Eagles minus the five.
1: What do you think of the Eagles strength of schedule? I know that's been a kind of a sticky oh, he, issue
3: in the book club. I mean I mean, there's there's no argument that it's one of the easiest in the NFL. I mean, they, you know, they they were talking all summer about how easy the schedule was, and it's it's playing out just like the, the talking heads had predicted. So um, you know, a lot of folks around here were calling for a 7 0, 8-0 start for the Eagles. Here we are <laughs> right in the middle of it. All right. That's yeah. all I
1: had, Phil. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about or do you want to save it for out of bounds?
3: I'm going to save it for out of bounds. I, I, I hit on a couple of my plays, though, here. OK, OK, very good. Very good. Looking forward to it. A late night out of bounds tonight. Is that it? A little nighttime uh, nightcap, you know, with with Kyle, maybe he won't even have a shirt on. Oh, we can hope. Scary thought we can hope. Uh, You know, there's there's some comments here.
1: Uh, We were talking about Russell Wilson being better than Geno Smith, and then Nardog said every former Jets quarterback is greater than President Russell. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Tom Brady's dating style. Uh, should he follow Leonardo's dating system from now on? Uh, there's some agreement there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Marky Mark says, I get all the Eagles schedule talk, but you can only play who's in front of you. You can't hold it against them. Yeah, I don't hold it against them. But it makes you wonder, you know, how good they, are they really? What you know, when they when they face other teams, are they going to cover a five and a half point spread? That's where my heads at.
2: Oh yeah, to and that it, point, I I think if you end up with a thirteen game, you know, preseason schedule, if you will, not that it's that bad, but um, it really builds up your confidence. It really gets you things tightened up. You you don't you're not injured as much. You can you know take. Um, make quarters off or rotate players a little bit more. I, I think an easier schedule, It's we can make the argument, oh, are they really battle-tested? But at the same time, it really gives you an opportunity to clean up your act and fine-tune some things uh, and get them ready for the playoffs. I mean, th- we've talked about this before. The NFC isn't exactly all that daunting. I, I mean, I don't even, it's, we challenge Philadelphia's schedule, but who in the NFC do we really think is that freaking good?
3: It's the Eagles, I think.
2: <laughs> the Eagles. I mean, at this point, maybe the 49ers. I I don't know.
1: The Niners are waking like up a little Packers. bit. Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. I don't like the Packers. I don't like what I'm seeing out of Tampa Bay. Um, shit. The, the Vikings. God, that, I, I almost blew up saying that. No, I yeah, think. Go, he,
3: go, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, go get your Jimmy Garoppolo MVP tickets. <laughs> <Locked in. laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I we we quote Belichick all the time on this show, especially the you know the the you are what your record says you are, and your record says you're very good. That's why I didn't bet the the Carolina or the Jesus Christ the uh, I didn't bet the Cardinals money line. <laughs> I wanted the point spread. I'm pretty sure Philadelphia comes out of this five and zero. And you know they're still; they'll probably make the playoffs. A lot of teams with the weaker schedules make the playoffs. The Rams have done it a few times. They had a weak schedule, make the playoffs, and make some noise. So, to Panthers' point, maybe playing a weaker schedule allows you to keep some of your guys fresher, so you're you're not risking injury.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I, I just hope the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl because Kyle will be unsufferable.
1: And well, I, just, I didn't know there was more levels beyond this one. <laughs> Hey, before we
2: get out of here, guys, I, nobody brought this up. And I know, Phil, you pretty much have a say on every game. But Arch, is one of your favorite plays. Minus two and a half. Chargers at the Browns. I, I found this to be a really interesting game. My I came this close to betting the Browns. And, and is that the right side?
1: Um, let me, I'm scrolling through to see if I like this one or not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm leaning the Browns pretty hard just couldn't quite couldn't quite get there i'm a little worried about this one i like it better when it opens at two and a half not the one that that, that's what that's what kind of threw me off just a little bit but i'm leaning the browns pretty hard and i will post all my plays you know that i'm really sitting down and betting with my real size bankroll not not the dgen bankroll i post those on sunday morning in the nfl dgen chat in the in the book club
3: max bet pinnacle
1: that's, yeah, that's right. Max bet pinnacle. There we go. <laughs> that's the goal, baby. That's the goal. One day we're going to be max betting at pinnacle. Uh, anything else you want to touch on? I'm good. Um, well, that was good. That was it for me. What did we talk about today? We talked about the NFL and only the NFL. Good times. Good times, man. I love it. I love being in the middle of it. Only week five. We still have plenty more to go. Uh, but for now, Phil, that's it.
3: That's it. I mean, what a what an awesome awesome weekend! We got college football, got some racing, NFL. This is an awesome weekend. Join the book club. We bet on everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Kill it, Panther. I kill
2: it, Ugh, you guys. We're trying to we're trying to put together another winning parlay. I need you guys to participate in this action, Phil. What is your stone cold lock of the week?
3: Oh Lord, go to Arch first. Arch.
1: Give me the Cardinals plus five and a half
2: zone with that five and a half, I like it.
3: Man, that one—that one really hurts my feelings. So I'm going to take the, uh, the Ravens. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself! There it is. you say He's
1: you say on the—he's on the Ravens. Oh. oh, fuck you, Phil! Ah, now I'm.
2: We have to lay points there. I—I I like Seattle to cover that—that that five points. I'll take this, the Seahawks. We got a bunch of birds right cardinals ravens and seahawks i don't know if seahawks are, is a real thing but before we get out of here i've got to give a they shout now, out to our... gino they are now oh yeah they're flying now got rid of us uh before we get out of here gotta give a shout out to our newest degenerate joined a little after midnight I get some late late people in the, in the book club but giggle snort popping in a little after midnight and popping in this morning welcome to the big show glad to have you book club is where we're hanging out it's where you guys can call us out by name and we'll holler right back but most importantly let us know what you did last week what you're doing this week in the nfl and when it's all said and done kids it's all make some money fools
0: information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations